Welcome to Wild Pitch, a show dedicated to the Chicago Fantasy Baseball League. I'm Derek Van Riper here with my two favorite guys, Dominic Piscatello and Matthew Wentz. Sit back, open a beer, and enjoy the show. Go. Hello, Foot Clan, and welcome to Wild Pitch, Episode 7, Season 3. Today is June 30, 2021. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, the executive producer of the best in the business, the commissioner, the player who is hotter than Kyle Swarberg right now, the kid for the win, the great Matt Wentz. Aww. How are you tonight, buddy? <laughs> wow, I like the aww. Usually I thought Robert Merchek only got the aww. Well, you're in that, you're in that tier, I would say. Ah. I, wow, that, that's, that's very kind of you, I guess. You're very well. Um, I'm doing well. I'm doing, I'm doing really well, you know. Uh, having some drinks, talking baseball with you guys. It's a wonderful evening. How are you doing, my friend? I am doing well. I am also talking baseball, having a, a beer, and uh, watching my fantasy team. So uh, I always had a good day so far. So, yeah, so I'm glad you're doing well. I'm glad you're, uh, you're able to adjust your schedule for me this week. So Definitely. Awesome. All right, our other co-host. The number one ranked team in the league right now, the high nooner, Rob Manfred's BFF, the jester, the great Mac Janice. How you doing tonight, Max? I'm doing well. Um, want to keep these things? Want to keep this one a little tight, guys? Because it's getting pretty late here in New York. So glad right. to be on. Let's uh, let's get right to it. All right, today's episode is Max's mailbag. Last week's matchup. Uh, matchup of the week, next week's matchup of the week, waiver wire must adds, round table, and what we're drinking. So, Max, your mailbag, take it away. All right. Uh, the first one comes from Scott, um, and he directed it to one of the hosts, but I think we all know who he's talking about. Uh, probably. Based me. on recent. <laughs> based yeah. on re- probably Dom. Dom, mm-hmm. yeah, probably. Based on the recent discussion, which I think was three weeks ago with PJ about recency bias, asked. If one of the hosts is being hypocritical when they talk about the hot starts of Kyle Lewis and Yerman Mercedes selling high on those hot starts, um, while asking owners to have long-term views on players like Joe Adele and Jared Klinik, so um, if one of these, if one of the hosts wants to maybe address this and what you might have meant by recency bias when it was brought up a couple weeks ago, yeah, who has those guys on their team? <laughs> I don't know. Or had. I think the keyword is had. Uh, I mean, I don't remember the whole episode. And I don't like, I mean, I remember myself talking about recency bias as it pertained to the league and how people viewed like the waiver wire, how people viewed trades, how they viewed everything, um, to, to be honest. Um, so it wasn't like directed toward one particular thing. And the way he's talking about these players uh, was, uh, I mean, Scott, you know, I don't want to put words into his question or words into his mouth, but it's, he's basically saying it as I am trying to trade Adele and try to trade clinic. Like I was trying to trade Mercedes and try to trade Lewis. And I don't think that's the same. I have not tried to, Oh, I people have asked about him. I said, he's untouchable. Joe Adele, no one wants him. So, I mean, so I, I not try to trade any of these guys. Never, I've never tried to put these guys in a trade. I mean, if you go back to last year, Niz uh, wanted Adele, and that was the guy said, "No, no, you're not going to get him." And 
he basically said he's going to move on to you know someone else. I said, okay, go ahead. Um, Kyle Lewis, yeah, I, I do remember that one, but he was really good that year, and this year he's hurt, so I don't know. I, I don't think I even got a lot for Kyle Lewis, to be honest. Well, I guess I did. I, I got uh, Machado. Um, and then Mercedes, I never offered him to anybody. I offered him a memo once, and um, that was it, and it was more or less a joke because I, didn't, I knew he didn't want him. And uh, then I offered him Niz, and he accepted. It took about a week, but he did. So, so I, I don't know. I'm not doing, I don't think I'm being hypocritical because my recency bias comment was more direct. Not more. It was directed to the league and how they view everything. Um, and I think if anything, it was more talking about like Niz trading with other people, not trading with like you, Max. I think kind of, I don't really remember the whole thing, but I, I don't think that I was being hypocritical. Your guys' view on it might be different, but let me know. Yeah, I think we, I think we all try to sell high. Um, on players, and if a player's slumping, we still try to sell high as high as we can. Um, and I mean, look at Wander Franco. I mean, comes out first game, I think he went two for three with a walk, a home run, and a double. And ever since then, it's kind of like, is this Jared Kalenic 2.0 where he's going to get sent back down because he's struggling it, to figure it out? So, yeah, he has a higher swing percentage, a K percentage, yeah. sorry, than Kalenic did. And Kalenic wasn't. I mean, Kalenic was pressing, and Joe, uh, supposedly Franco says he's not, yet his stance is wider, and his, his the way he's holding the bat's different. I mean, if that's not like, quote-unquote, pressing or trying to do something differently, I, I don't know what is. But um, I don't know. I mean, it sounds like the question was, you know, based toward me being hypocritical, I guess. I would even go back and ask, did you guys think I was? Or I guess I, I don't I would have to listen to it. Uh, I mean – Hindsight is what it is. Uh, Kyle Lewis, didn't he win Rookie of the Year? Last year, yeah. Yeah, last yeah. year he won Rookie of the Year. So it's kind of like, you know, but he he's had history injuries. He's been injured all this year. I mean, you know, you, you get what you can for players that you don't necessarily buy into. And um, I think it came up last weekend for me personally. Like, I, I, I get attached to a couple of my guys to where it's really hard for me to let them go. And I think this might have come up in some trade negotiations that, I'm kind of hearing secondhand information on, but it's kind of like got like there's there's clearly players have the guys that they like, Ken and Noah Syndergaard. Um, I know that there was some there was some you know why would you be trading for this guy when people are dropping Noah Syndergaard? But Noah Syndergaard's a Ken guy. Ken Ken had Noah Syndergaard on a lost franchise tag three years ago. So you know there there's just always those guys that we kind of hold on to and. If we want to give them up, we're going to give them up for, you know, whatever value that we have, even if it's, in my opinion, in my opinion, it might be too high or not high enough. But, you know, it's if I'm going to move Bellinger, I'm going to get what I what I where I value Bellinger um, and not a penny less, you know, so. I guess I'll ask you, Dom, because I've asked Max twice and he just gave me a long roundabout. What answer. do you mean? I mean, dude, straight out, he is he's basically. Scott said I was being hypocritical. I'm asking you, Max, and I'm asking you now. Was I being hypocritical? Because <laughs> I just don't think I was. But if I was, I, I will change, and I will not be so hypocritical. I think, I think you're, you're pointing out, if anything, you're being hypocritical in the fact that you're pointing out the, the league has recency bias, and you try to take advantage of it. That's the only, that's the only thing that I would say. But I've never sh- tried to shop Joe Adele or Jerry. Oh, well, not necessarily on those two guys, but on Yerman and Kyle Lewis. 
You were trying to sell I never, their, their, you were trying to sell them at their absolute peak for no, that I, for that full value. You're mean Mercedes to anybody. I just said that. The only person on this list that I tried you to can't sell- say you didn't sell them to any you didn't try to sell them to anybody and then you try to sell them to two people. Off of their his high point. That's that's what the being hypocritical is. I I offered something to Niz and I said uh, for a guy that was on the DL that I ended up dropping because he's on the sixty day DL. So I was not even trying to sell him high. That's what I'm saying. Like I didn't offer Mercedes at his high point to anybody and try to say this guy is amazing. Why does anybody want him? Never asked that. Never said that to anybody. Kyle Lewis, on the other hand, he was rookie of the year. He can't get any higher than that. So I mm-hmm. did try to sell him on the high point. So if I was being hypocritical, I would have to then say something about the guys that are not doing so well and try to sell them. Yet I'm not trying to sell any of these guys or wasn't trying to sell any of your mean Mercedes when he was high. I guess I don't understand the question. The question is, has no valid, valid, it has no merit. I didn't do what the question is stating. I, guess. I don't think you're any hip, more hypocritical than anyone else. I think you do what everyone else does. You, if you get a hot bat or a young guy, and you hype them, you know, just I, like I, everyone else. I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm so done with this. Kyle Lewis and Yumeen Mercedes, Joe Adele, and Klenick are the four people in this question. I never tried to sell two of these guys to anybody. One of these guys, I only tried to sell to two people. The question is stating that I'm hypocritical on Kyle Lewis, Yumeen Mercedes, and that I want people to look at Joe Adele and Klenick because they're doing bad as a good player. I've never done that, I guess, is what I'm saying. It, that's all I'm saying. I guess no. <laughs> Okay, we're talking these four people, and that's what I'm talking about. If you want to go broader than that and try to say recency bias and all the stuff I've done, we can talk about that, I guess. But these four people, no, I've never done that. That's all. All right, the next question. (laughs) The next question comes from PJ, and he asks us to rank um, rank the teams. Um, The question did come in before last week's podcast posted. So I'll, I'll give PJ that, um, but I'll, I'll quickly go through the uh, power rankings from last week. Dom had Chris six, PJ five, Gus four, Matt three, Scott two, and myself number one. Matt had PJ six, Chris five, Gus four, Matt three, Scott two, and myself one. And then I listed two people on the outside looking in at Dom and Dave kind of fighting for that sixth spot. Gus six. Chris five, PJ four, Scott up six spots to three. I was two and Matt was one. Um, he also asked if uh, we could engineer a trade between a team that should be selling and a contender. And I'll be honest, this is really tough, whether it's recency bias or beauties in the eyes, eye of the beholder. But I, I know, I know of three, three teams that are currently selling um, memo, Niz and Ken and when I look at their teams, the guys that I think would be available, which are one-year contracts, um, I don't really think that any of them have much appeal um, or really fit my team. So it'd be hard for me to dig in and kind of tell PJ where he thinks, where I think he needs to improve a team, and um, or you know, someone like Dom, where I think Dom, where I where my opinion on how Dom should try to improve his team. I think we're trying to steer away from that a little bit in this podcast. Um, 
But if you guys want to chime in, um, can you think of anybody on a clearly selling team that maybe there's a couple players out there that it might have value to somebody else? I guess not. No. That works. I, you know, I think we kind of stay away from those kind of yeah. things. So, all right, Dom, we do I, appreciate the question. Yeah, we do appreciate the question. I appreciate Dom sending in a question, and he asks, um, "What do you do when a big, uh, when one of your big all stars are struggling?" Matt, what are your thoughts? What do you do when uh, a guy like Trent Grisham is struggling? Uh, you literally go to um, Sadcast and see if it's red or not. And then if it is, then you kind of pray for a week to go by. And then if it goes by and they're still not doing well, you dive into Twitter and you dive into StatCast data and you just try to find anything you can find that will lead you to believe that there's going to be something better in the near future. Um, I mean, you go to the point where you literally will read blogs from the different beat writers in the Washington area and see what they're saying, and then listen to the Washington news um, or their their sports guys on the way to and from work just to see why Soto is not hitting home runs. Um, I mean, like, I, I, I think I've done everything I can to, to just to confirm that players that are your all-stars are – sorry. I, what I do is I can try to confirm all the, you know, underlying metrics are good, and if they are, you got to wait it out. Otherwise than that, I, I really don't know if you could do any more than that. Yeah, I mean, I've I've thought about this too. It's like I have a couple guys where I, I, I they're struggling. Um, but one, I don't really carry a lot of extra bats, so it's hard for me to cycle them in and out of my lineup or remove them from my lineup. And I also know that it's from drop a drop like a top five round guy uh, mid season. Um, because that happened last year and there was a little bit of a upheaval about that, which, you know, I get it. Like, like Brandon Lau, if I was to drop Brandon Lau, um, I know he would probably be picked up pretty quickly and just stashed for next year. Um, so there's always that, that, that concern of what, what do I do? I mean, I can't, I don't want to drop any of my pitchers to make room for him on my bench. Um, so it's tough. I think that every team handles it a little differently. Um, me, I usually just keep plugging, playing, and hope they hit a home run off the bench or something. Yeah, and and like I don't know. There's been a couple of times when I was looking at my team, and there's a couple of players that were struggling, and they're not all stars. And I think you kind of got to look at well, why do you have them on your team? And you know, you kind of go through those things. Like, for example, like India was the guy I was looking at after he was kind of had a hot start. I believed in everything he did two years ago. Didn't had had no idea what he did last year just because of the you know the uh, the non-existent minor league, if you will. And I had to go off of my gut feeling, I guess, and picked him up at the beginning of the season. He did well, and then he, then he wasn't doing well. And I was like, man, you know, what am I going to do with him? I, and then I kind of like was thinking about that after he started doing well, and then now he's doing really well. I kind of was thinking about that when I was thinking about Soto recently and kind of just kind of think about it as, you know, why do you have him on your team? You have him on your team for this reason. Great. All right. Now what are his underlying stats? What does a stack has look like? What are, you know, you know, like literally go through everything. Like I was telling Dave, like Torres for whatever reason, I guess him and his wife were having problems recently. 
have no idea if that's something that is the reason why he's, he's, he's struggling. Um, and it was just something I saw on Twitter. So who knows? That could be completely just stupid information. But I was like, man, well, maybe, maybe he needs to, you know, go to, you know, get that figured out first or, you know, go buy some flowers for the woman. I don't know. I was just like, you know, he's struggling beyond belief. So you just kind of got to ride, ride it out. Would I mean, look ever, at. Would you ever consider like uh, selling super low? low? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like a hot hand instead of, you know, what was your tour dollar? You go, you shoot for, I don't know, 90, 80 cents on the dollar. I gave 30, $35 and two pitchers, two uh, pitchers on long term deals. Scooble and uh, no, that, that's, what, that's what you gave to get him, but you, you, you shopped him. Do you think you're shopping him for a player of equal value? Uh, I mean, I've shopped him uh, to Memo for Memo's catcher, Contreras, recently. Before that, uh, I, I, I uh, what did I shop him for? Uh, to Dom, I, I gave uh, the trade I gave Dom just the other day or two days ago was uh, Torres for Bregman, straight up. Bregman's out for at least a month, if not more. And Torres is a dollar for two years. And then Sean, I gave Sean. Uh, he was just involved in the deal that I talked to Sean with, which never was going to happen. Just it was a bunch of stuff that I, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I think those are the last, the only, the only three. I don't know if I've. Um, I think I've, I've thrown them in here and there and some other stuff, but excuse me. Um, I think I, I I screenshotted Dave one that I was thinking about was Torres and um, Soto for Story and Turner. Okay. So you're not really discounting Torres? Um, that I, I think I'm discounting him a little bit, but not a lot. Not yeah. as much as I probably could. Yeah, I should. Then, Maybe I'll be honest, not as much as I should. No, I mean, yeah, I I, I think Torres for almost the catcher is. I mean, yeah, I would say that's about about that's about, I mean, about right. Yeah, I think that yeah. that's kind of fair. It's a dollar for a catcher. You can't. I mean, I'm not going to franchise Contreras, and you get Torres for a buck next year, so. Um, I, I, and then I think that the reason I'm not franchise or I'm down downgrading him or, you know, is because I paid so much for him to be honest, yeah. but um, no, I mean, I think I'm pretty honest with my opinions on him. And I think that there's a lot of people that just still don't know why he's doing it. And he could have a huge hot start. I mean, I keep going, I thinking about it, this question, I think about um, uh, what's to me, a Mondesi last year. And I know it was only 60 games, but I mean, he essentially could have won someone the league if you had him on your team last year at the end of it, right? Who's this? Mondesi. He had, he had like what, 14? What did he have his last like two weeks? It was insane. He was the number one player for the last two weeks in baseball last year. Yeah. Mondesi. He had what, 19 stolen bases, like 14 home runs or something crazy? <laughs> I don't think it was that much, but. <laughs> but I'm just saying like yeah. anybody can go off at any given time. And I think that, you know, if your team's good and it, you're in it, it's, it, it's worth it to have this kind of high upside guy i don't think torres is is like this quote-unquote high upside guy but i mean he's still a guy that had i mean he hit 38 home runs in a year when he was only 21 so it's i mean it's tough i i guess and then the last part of it i mean i i would think about trading him i have i have thought about it and that's why i you know i've thought about trading some of these guys so yeah i thought about dropping matt chapman glad i didn't he's heating up um, and then PJ just had another question for you, Matt. What's the score? He needs a score update. 
I would get that for you right now. It is uh, three to seven. PJ's three. Yeah. Close score. Yeah. No. Right. Not really. All right. Well, thank you to PJ and Scott for your questions, and then Max and Maddie, thanks for your. Uh, your yeah. Honest. Thanks for that question. Those are great questions, Scott. Thanks. <laughs> Always stirring the pot. All right, we'll move on to last <laughs> week's matchups. Uh, we'll start off with mine and Chris. A six-four victory for me. Um, offense for me. Uh, runs, homers, RBIs. Alvarez had a nice, um, nice week. Uh, Chris, my, hit great pitching, minus saves, is always K's quality starting whip. Uh, his starting pitchers just, you know, doing what they've been doing all year, uh, just racking up quality starts and in K's. So uh, I was happy to get a a victory out of against him. I was sweating the stolen bases. I thought I'd be pretty good. And he, he had five this week. He hasn't had more than two other than one other week. So I was a little annoyed by that. So, um, Max, your thoughts and then Maddie. Yeah, I mean, I thought this was the matchup of the week right here. Um, <laughs> just the way it was panning out throughout the week. Um, again, just your offense. Your offense showed out this week and his pitching did what his pitching does. Um, surprise C5 steals, but that, that OBP 309, I mean – that's very atypical as well for uh, Chris. Yeah, I agree. Max kind of said the same thing. Uh, same thing I was thinking. This is definitely a matchup of the week. You had a good week down in your hitting, you know, besides OBP, which was, wasn't too bad. But uh, good job. Nice nice win, 6-4. Yeah, keep, yeah. Be- keep beating those playoff teams, dude. <laughs> trying to. Trying to. <laughs> That's what you got to do. Yep. That's what you got to do. Exactly. Yeah, I need some help from some other people. Maddie, definitely. I'm trying. I'm trying. Trying. Definitely rooting for you. All right, we'll move on to the next the next matchup. Uh, Ken versus Memo, a six four victory for Ken here. Man, uh, Ken's offense uh, runs, homers, RBIs, Cronenworth going off. Memo eight saves. Whip molasses had three. Um, it's kind of crazy thing. Two weeks ago, Memo had zero saves, but uh, you know. Memo's, you know, selling. Uh, so you can tell by the offensive numbers, but he still got, you know, he sold his uh, relievers this week. So we'll see how he does the rest of the year. But uh, Ken, solid offensive numbers. So, Maddie, your thoughts, and then Max. Yeah, I mean, Ken's doing this with literally no hitting bench, which is crazy. He's doing it now this week, too. So his guys are on a hot streak for sure. And uh, 15 home runs is is crazy, but the, those runs is like nothing. 28, not not that it's nothing, but it's it's it, it's low. So uh, good week, Ken. I mean, Ken's just Ken's Ken's playing, uh, doing well. These guys are hitting on Jake Cronenworth, man. Ooh. If you were selling Ken, that's a guy I would try to sell. Yeah, four home runs, nine RBIs, 481 OBP. Good bat to ball skills is the one podcast said about Cronenworth. <laughs> <laughs> but, but um, yeah, I'm just I can't believe Gary Sanchez is doing what he's doing. But who would think that someone would have two two catchers in their active lineup every day? That's crazy too. I I was gonna say the same thing too. I was like, uh, I think he I, needs to bench McCann or just drop him and get somebody else. Well, yeah, yeah he would have to pick something up. Yeah, he has no offensive players. 
Yeah, but there's there's a couple guys on the waiver wire we're going to talk about that maybe can we want to pick up. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll move on to the next matchup. One I was very happy with, Dave versus PJ, a 9-1 victory for Dave. I know it's weird rooting for the other guy, but he was going against PJ, and PJ had a huge lead, so um, that helped both of us out. So um, Dave's offense, uh, solid across the board, all five, and then seven quality starts and the quality whip uh, for him. And then PJ just – he struggled on the offensive side this week, but his pitching six quality starts. I'm sure that was very frustrating for him to lose. Most weeks he's winning that, and then 97 Ks for PJ. So uh, strong performance for Dave uh, Story and DJ finally having a nice one. And then PJ's starting pitching Kershaw and um, Wainwright. You know, it's crazy to think, you know, he had a solid, you know, Gibson. Had a solid outing, had two solid outings for him. So, um, you know, those guys, PJ, and then, you know, Strasburg is added and that. So, PJ's solid Ks again, you know, the quantity and that. So, um, Maddie, your thoughts, and then uh, Max's. Um, Dave, 40 runs, 11 home runs. I mean, Dave, Dave has had a solid offensive team the entire year. I think some of the guys are just not living up to their expectation. You talked about it with Mayhew, uh, Turner, I'm sorry, not Turner, um, Story, and then Tucker. Um, I know he's been hurt or injured or sick or whatever it was, but um, so it's nice to see these guys showed up. Um, PJ is pitching. I'm sorry. I've been texting him about it. It's it's like one of the most Jekyll and Hyde pitching staffs I've ever seen. Like literally look at Noah's last couple of games. He's got an ERA against the Yankees on the 13th. The next game he pitches against San Francisco or at San Francisco, 23 ERA. The next game at the Mets, zero ERA. Next game today at Miami or Miami was at home. They were at home versus Miami, 13 ERA. And it kind of, you can look at it, it's, you know, similar if you go down a little farther, more Jekyll and Hyde in the last five or six starts. But um, that's one guy. And then same thing, look at, uh, 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 what's it called? Uh, John Gray. Dude is fucking crazy. Nine, 19, zero, three, four, uh, you know, one, six. So, um, the Mets out. Uh, I don't know. I, PJ Dom and Dave, that division is crazy. It's, it's going to be a fun, wild ride for the rest of you guys. I know this is talking about PJ and Dave's, uh, matchup, but I, I don't know. It's, it's going to be a fun, wild ride. So, Max, anything? Dave should play PJ every week. They played two weeks ago, and I think Dave beat him seven to one. So I think <laughs> the two week total is sixty to two, Dave. So Dave should just play <laughs> PJ every week because no one else can seem to beat him. <laughs> and the force is strong with Dave. All right, we'll move on to the next one. Uh, Scott versus Niz, a seven three victory for Scotty. Only I'll say about this was a uh, solid offensive numbers. From Scotty, other than OBP, uh, thing that stuck out for me was uh, one save for Scott. Uh, Krimble only had one inning and no save. So, uh, thoughts, Max, and then Maddie. Um, I think you know Niz should have had a couple more roster moves. Um, would have tied a category. Other than that, I mean, Niz is kind of you know 
I don't want to call him a pushover matchup because he's got eight home runs this week already. Um, and he's, he's putting his offense is putting together a little bit of a, a little bit of run against me, but you know, if, if you just, you make your roster moves and you get your starters in there, um, you're usually going to stack up nicely against Niz. Cheers. All right. We'll move on to the next one. Uh, Gus versus Sean, a seven zero two or three. Uh, victory for Gus. Um, they tied runs, homers, and zero. Both of them had zero saves. Um, I know Sean sold off, but uh, his offense and you know doesn't help hurt having Kyle Schwarber on his team, who's other than Otani, he's probably the hottest bat in baseball. Um, Gus, solid offense as always. Uh, nine stolen bases, eight quality starts, a zero point two WHIP. Uh, ERA 1.71, so quality ratios with quality starts. Um, you know, solid win for him, and uh, yeah, and he got Spr- and he got Springer back. So adding him, Otani, and Atis, that's he's going to be a solid offense. And his streaming, if he's able to keep doing it, and he's been able to so far. So um, I don't think he's going anywhere. So uh, Jester and then Maddie. Yeah, I mean, Sean is going to play spoiler. He had a good week. He just ran into a better week. Uh, Gus, Gus just had a better week. So, Yeah, I don't – I think Gus is a top team, and I'm not saying he's doing this with, like, magic. But, you know, he, he picked up Shoop off the waiver wire, and he's doing really well. And I think maybe that's a topic we could talk about, like who's some of these good pickups off the waiver wire, like um, Cedric Mullins, for example, from P.J., um, it's a great waiver wire pickup. I think Shoop's a good pickup. You know, with seven RBIs, you know, I, I I've been looking at this last last couple of times we've been doing this, and and I look for players that have like seven and plus RB or six or plus RBIs every week. Gus has like one or two of these guys on his team, and then on top of it, he has Otani and Tatis. So, you know, he continues to do this. He's going to be a top team. I just don't think that, you know, in the playoffs, you're going to be able to pull this quote-unquote, seven-plus RBI out of this one magical player. You know, I, I you know Taylor, for example, I don't know when he said him or how he did, but he, he did nothing for him. And and I'm, like, looking at the last couple of games he had. Uh, it's taken a while. I just don't think he's been that good in the last, like, week. So um, two weeks ago we were talking about Taylor. Wow, he's amazing. And now he's not. Um, so, um, yeah, last couple. I mean, he went 0 for 7, 8. Before he went two for four, but in five games he had no home runs, no runs, no RBIs, nothing. Um, more than that, one, two, three, four, five, six games. So, I don't know. We'll see. Springer though did come back. You're right, Dom, and he still has all these other guys. So, what? crazy. Well, Sean, yeah. Sean might be playing spoiler. You're right. Absolutely. All right, we'll move on to the matchup of the week. Last week's matchup of the week. You two, uh, five four victory for Maddie. Uh, getting a, a say your first W against Matt, uh, Max this year. Shut up, Dan. Right. Sure is. All right. Um, solid offense for you, Maddie. Uh, that OBP crazy. Max, solid offense. You know, down for what your standards have been the last couple of weeks. Only four stolen bases for you. Um, and then Maddie, eight eight saves. Uh, ratios not as good as they usually are. Max mm-hmm. ratios were better, and you know. Five quality starts, so between 
those saves and those quality starts with those ratios done. You do that against most teams, you're going to take pitching, most of the pitching, uh, most weeks, at least four out of the five. So then with your stole, typically your stolen bases, you're usually setting yourself up for six, four victories every week. So, um, you know, Harper had a nice week for you. And then Maddie getting Yelly having two homers last week. So, um, solid week. So, Max, go first, and then uh, Maddie can set us straight. So, yeah, I mean, you're not going to win when your best players, you know, like Acuna, four two three one, and a two thirty one OBP. It's just you're not going to you're not going to win many weeks when your top guys are down, um, not not doing what they're supposed to be doing, and not really having anyone back them up. So, um, I, I mean, I'm not upset about my offensive numbers, and then I just got barded, like. I think he blew two, <laughs> he got he blew two saves. Um, is what it is. Matt, Matt deserved to beat me one time out of four this year. No thanks. Hey, that's a good that's a good host. That's a good friend mm-hmm. to do that. So no, but I, I mean, like, ten, I still got a ten, like a, a nine or ten win lead over the league. Yeah, so I think, I think it might be that's like eleven. Yeah, I, I think I I get I got a game on you. You did get one game. One game. Yeah, it was crazy uh, though. Do you, like, to, do you want me to tally the the season record though? Um, it's a lot to a little. I'm fine with it. <laughs> but I mean, I, I was looking at like this the, you know, runs and RBIs I put up were were great. With the OVP is just it's that home run thing. And I, you know, Max's team too. He's he's the best team in the league. And I mean, typically Max, unless I'm wrong, this do you, you typically don't hit that many home runs. I mean, like if you hit if nine, if you hit ten or eleven or so, that's pretty much a high mark for you right or you're not hitting yeah, like the yeah. 15 to 17 like gus is hitting every week yeah right yeah I, bro- I think i broke 10 twice this year okay so and again like you're still winning these offensive categories or you know most of them stolen bases and things like that and you're having good marks it's i don't know it's just something maybe we can talk about on the round table but it's just like there's players that we have that are good players they're just not hitting these home runs yet they're producing they're just not hitting the that category, if you will. So, yeah. But I, I do like like I, I've been looking at my team and between like you know Guerrera, India, and um, Soto and Loreano. I mean, I, I I get the the runs and I, I know uh, what's his name loves that he thinks is the most underrated category and it tells you a lot about players. But Ariel Cohen. Ariel Cohen. Yeah, he's pretty good at what he does. He, he's, he's he's pretty good. His story is not bad either. How he got no, it's, it's crazy. I don't know. I yeah. don't know how he didn't make anybody. Or wait, he made my top ten or five fantasy analysts. It was podcast. It wasn't fantasy analysts. It was podcast. No, it was yeah. It was podcast analysts, fantasy analysts. No, it was podcast host or people. I don't like listening to the guy because they talk like this. <laughs> It's a great reason not to listen to somebody that's smart as the sound of their voice. Yeah, I'm. I listen. Yeah. Okay. Congratulations, Maddie, on your victory. All right, we'll move on. Uh, Next week's matchups. I'm gonna go with myself versus Dave. Um, It's a big week for one of us, most likely. Probably gonna determine some future moves for probably one of us. All right. Um, So that's it for that and then we'll move on to waiver wire must add so maddie who is your waiver wire must add i was looking at it and 
I was going to say that was the guy that I just picked up right now. Um, but I guess I really can't do that. Um, and last time we've done this, I think like, Dom, you've had the guy that's like been more popular than, than not. I don't know. But, um, uh, mine's Renfro Hunter Renfro. Um, he's got 11 home runs, 41 RBIs, and he's got an okay OBP. Um, but if you look at kind of like, like, I don't know. I, the only reason I was going to pick him is because I had him for last year and I, I kind of rode his hot streaks and the guy can like, I mean, seriously carry you in a week and have like two or three home runs and eight RBIs. And it's just like, wow, where does this guy come from? So he was, he was the guy I was, I, I was going to say the other guy too, that I was looking at was, um, but I think I already said his name was, um, um, What's the outfielder? Oh, Duvall. Did we say his, did someone say his name? Adam already? Duvall last year. Uh, that was last week. Okay. Oh, that was last week. So, um, I don't know. I, I guess I can't have two, but Duvall or um, Renfro were my two guys for the for the, the exact same purpose. Is they could carry you for a week. So, uh, I, I I don't know. Is that against the rules having two? Should I just pick no. one? Yeah, pick one. All right, well, Renfro then. Renfro would be my guy because he's got a better matchup for next week. Better right. matchups for next week. So I'm going Hunter Renfro, and the reason being is that he could carry for a week, have a couple, excuse me, home runs with like eight RBIs. Yeah, he's getting hot. He had a two home run day on Monday. Um, he did. I like Renfro too. My 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 guy is uh, Willie Adamas, who you who you've already put a bit in and picked up two hours early. So thank you for your integrity. Um, sure. And, and I, I was really mad. <laughs> just just you know. I was, <laughs> I was, t- I was telling you guys at the beginning of it, Yahoo sent an update and they said that you can do more on your phone. I'm like, oh, sweet. What can you do? And I'm like, I can pick, pick up players two hours. <laughs> yeah. And, players and, I, and then I'm like, oh, I can't do that right now because of this. And uh, yeah, I did it all with the commissioner like tools. But hey, Yahoo's separate of their games. Sorry, go ahead. All right. So Willie Adamas, there's somebody that I've been watching. He's, he's moved up the Milwaukee lineup. Like when he first got traded there, he was like batting seventh and eighth. He's batting second for the lineup now. The offense is starting to click, um, and he's just one of those guys. Great clubhouse guy. Like um, he was described, like kind of like the heartbeat of the Tampa Bay Ray dugout. Um, so it was kind of surprising when they traded him. But Willie Adamas, I think he's getting hot, and you know he's always the Rays liked him for some reason, but maybe they just got impatient with all the people down in the the minors that could fill his position. So, um, and next week I'm just going to go ahead and say it's Mike Mustakis. I think that's a great stash candidate, but that's for next week. Thanks for the, the foreshadowing there. And, uh, yeah, both good picks. Um, my guy is uh, Lamar uh, Wade from San Francisco. Um, I think he's a guy that has going to get some playing time with the injuries there and uh, has multiple position eligibility. So I think he's a guy that has pretty good – uh, power and potential. So that's my uh, my guy. So, Maddie, who you're voting for? I'm <laughs> really not because <laughs> I just picked them up. So, <laughs> yeah. And my vote, my votes for Hunter Rempro. He's actually was my honorable mention. Um, a lot like a lot like um Adam Duvall, who hit another home run tonight. By the way, so he did. He's yeah, still, he's still hot. He's still hot. Dom. I'm going to go with Renfro. So. Man, I'm killing it on this Matt, thing. Matt killing is, it. Matt is 2 0 oh, 1. 2 0 oh, 1. 2 0 oh, 1. Me and, me and uh, 
Hey, it's Dombard. nice to it's it's nice to be winning something. Oh, two and one. All right. right, I'm I'm keeping up with the record though. I know what it is. Well, thank you, thank you for keeping keep track it. Keep it up. I like this. You this know. is something that you brought to the table, Max. You've done a good job with. I I I was like a little skeptical of it, but I'm I'm liking. It. I'm coming around on it. Good job. Me and Dom are going to talk about this on your next review. You might you might get a four or or you know four four point three percent raise. Yes. Thanks. From nothing, you know that's not a lot. Yeah. But. <laughs> yeah. Two percent of nothing, still nothing. That's right. All right. Um. We're going to move on to the round table. Maddie, uh, what are we talking about tonight? All right. You know, I just wanted to bring it up. You know, when people ask questions and they're stupid-ass questions. And, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, Scotty. Thanks for asking the question. Uh, I, I heard, and, you know, I, I don't know if it's 100% true or not, but uh, is that, that this last week was they had the most home runs hit in this previous week than they have since like 2014 in any given week. And um, with this, like, you know, basically summers here, people are heating up. Do you guys think that the balls change or do you think the home runs are going to keep going? Do you think that it has to do with the spider tech or, you know, sticky stuff, whatever you want to call it, uh, bands? Uh, I don't know. It's just round table talking about the home runs are up. Pitchers aren't doing that well. Maddie knew and, and everything else that has to do with that. Matt, yeah, you go I, first. Or Dom, I, yeah, Dom, Dom, sorry, you go first. I, I think it's going to – I think Wiley's got all these pitchers being inspected and, you know, why they're still trying to figure out stuff, uh, you know, how to grip stuff and and that and figure out what they can use and in that way they're being under the microscope. I think we're going to see – Homers between that and you know, and it getting warmer in the Midwest and you know other places in the north, northeast and that. Um, I think you know with that between that and the combination of the pitchers not be able to use their sticky substance and that. I think you're going to see. I think the ball is going to be flying out a little more than uh, we've been seeing. So I think it's a combination of of those things, but. Uh, I think, um, yeah, I think the home runs are going to be just as crazy as this week has been. I think it's going to keep trending that way until pitchers can kind of figure out what they can do to uh, get better grip on the ball. Do you think it? Do you think that the? Do you think there's a different ball at all, or no? I I don't think so. I you know if it is, it's not making that big of a difference. I think I don't think it was making before even the the crackdown on the the spider attack and all the sticky stuff with the pitchers. I didn't think at least I was, it didn't feel like to me like there was less homers. You know, I think maybe some of those warning track ones that were going out last you know last year. I think those were kind of affected, but I don't think you know anything over that. I don't think it really made that big of a difference. Max, thoughts? Uh, I I think the ball probably changed because that's that's so MLB. Um, changing the rules mid season that's so MLB. Uh, all I know is Niz Niz hit five home runs and Niz's team hit five home runs tonight. So something's going on. Something crazy is going on. Yeah, well, I mean, he, he's got like a person on his team, Niz's team. Joey Gallo has been like kind of slumping, and yeah. um, I mean, I've been looking at him. I have him in another league. And I, I've been looking at him and just like 
basically when's it's it gonna happen yeah, yeah exactly when, when is it gonna when happen? is it gonna happen for gallo when is it gonna happen for alonzo i mean and then you, I, I, you look, I think i think spider tech and like sticky stuff it, it had something to do with it. it it makes it makes the hardest thing in professional sports harder to do when the pitchers have an advantage or you know are able to have a higher spin rate create more movement and all those types of things i mean um so i think bat i think home runs are still one of the hardest things to do in sports i just think that removing that has made it i mean you can't say that hitting home runs is easy um so and may, saying it's easier even sounds ridiculous but i think that the scales have moved back to more of a level um playing field um between the game between the pitcher and the batter uh but it's just hotter out we there's always more home runs in june july and august um it's just how it, it always is yeah i i can it's just strange i guess like you look at like otani and um schwarber they're hitting home runs like it's like nothing and and everyone keeps talking about otani's home run he hit the other day in the yankee stadium excuse me it was like low and away and he like golfed it and it like went out to like the second deck. And then the other one was like a line drive that went out and that he just like kind of like stuck the bat out and hit it or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just like, then on the flip side, you got people like Soto who's got nine home runs and it's like, well, what are you doing differently? Why are you not hitting home runs? And I don't know. I just, I think the people, certain people in, in the right places, are going to do better than other people in, in different places. And it, I think it's kind of like a cycle. It just kind of goes around. Certain people are going to do it now, and certain people are not going to do it later on. Like like hot starters they were talking about on CBS today, people that have like uh, – not hot starts, uh, second half splits. Like they do better in the second half, for example. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Schwarberg was actually one of them. But um, I don't know. I, it, it is crazy to see all these home runs, um, at least – feels like there's a lot more home runs more recently than there has been. So who knows? I mean, you look at Joe Adele, Joe Adele's tearing it up in the minors. <laughs> Calvin's tearing it up too. Oh, he is. Yeah, he, he is he, really he good. He hit one in the Pacific the other day. He did. He did. He really did. I can't wait to hear more about it next week on down on the farm. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, it is next week. So uh, actually, a preview down on the farm. The guy I was going to talk about, we're going to highlight is uh, Julio Rodriguez. He is going to be the he is a superstar. That dude. Well, I have an empty AAA spot. Can we talk about someone I should pick up? Yeah, I got someone I got that's a guy. not owned. Yeah, we can talk but, about him. He's okay. a third baseman. I'll give you that for a uh, third baseman for a uh, AL team. Okay. I'm about to do my study on my uh, locations of minor league teams. Yeah, you better get your. <laughs> I, I better get th- go through my flashcards a couple times. If yes, I better that. next week get my my flashcards ready for sure. All right. Well, there's uh anything else you guys want to talk about? Nope. I don't want to stand on my soapbox too long. Yeah, I I, I was gonna just ask do you guys. Uh... You guys, have you guys felt any different? Like since the 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 season was short last year, and now it's you know we're pretty much like I heard San Diego was saying that we're about uh, like 15 games past uh, where we were last year, like uh, for the season. Um, have you guys 
felt it any differently like than you know last year? I mean, or is it kind of just feels like a normal season? Hey, we're in the midpoint of the season. Let's keep going, you know? Or you're like, oh my god, you know, this is where we were last year. I don't know. Something similar to last year is kind of that, you know, or I guess not similar in the sense that there's been less, but like last year around the trade deadline, I just felt like there was a lot of not just tension, but also like I've like people have got to decide if they're in and out, they've got to make moves quickly. Well, I feel like there's been trading going on for the last three or four weeks and it just, that, that urgency to make a deal hasn't been, um, there hasn't been that same urgency to like sell before the end of the trade deadline or, try to accumulate as many players as you can before the trade lines passed. Um, but the season's long and I mean, but I, I love baseball. So um, I, I wish it was, I wish the season could be four weeks longer and, you know, a hundred and 184 games instead of 162. Hmm. I think you, you, you hit it on the head. Like, you know, obviously last year, I think the trade deadline was what after week four, and then, yeah. so like, you know, most teams took the first two weeks and then they evaluated and they're like, all right, I got two more weeks. What's the likelihood of stuff, you know, my team winning or losing? And maybe they did another week and they're like, all right, all right, I got one more week for this deadline or week and a half. I better, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't want to miss out. I don't want to leave any meat on the bone. So I'm going to trade off where I think this, like you like said, Max, you know, you said, what, three weeks now or, or less than that, two weeks? Yeah, two Sundays after this Sunday. So there's three Sundays before. So That's the last day yeah. of trade. So I think um, you already had some people fall off and then be interested if they saw off anymore. And then obviously I think there's probably going to be one or two more people that are going to be like, see if they uh, are going to sell off. So I think, you know, this, this year you can wait a little. You obviously have more time to wait where last year – you really had maybe two weeks to decide this week. This now you have at least you know probably six to eight weeks to decide, kind of see. So I kind of I feel like that's where I'm at right now. Like I'm in that midland where I got to see how things go. If uh, I can make a buy or if I should sell. So and that. So uh, I'm glad it's a, a long season and. Uh, don't have to make those decisions crazy as last year. So, yeah, that's true. All right. Well, um, it was good talking about the home run, the home runs, and the balls, and and that. So, uh, we'll wrap it up. Um, Maddie, what are you drinking tonight? <laughs> I'll be honest. I've had a a shot of. Uh... Bullet bourbon, and I've uh, been drinking a couple of Michelob Ultras. <laughs> <laughs> that's a wild, that's a wild Wednesday night in Bowling, in uh, Brookfield for sure. Yeah, yeah, not too wild, but yeah, yeah, yeah. The beer, the beer snob's gonna be proud. I'm drinking Budweiser. But a bunch of a bunch of listener, I think, yeah, a bunch of Anheuser <laughs> Anheuser products are being being consumed tonight. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> Don, right. follow it up with just say Coors Light. Even if you're drinking something different, just, just say it. <laughs> I'm drinking Coors Light. I'm drinking the mountain water because I'm an old man now. So I am drinking 
Coors Light after all the crafty beer I drank over the weekend. Are you really drinking I mean, Coors Light? No, no. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm drinking uh, one of the beers Ken got me the other day from Short Fuse. It's for goodness sakes. It's a birthday cake milkshake IPA. Oh, so, okay. That's yeah. awesome. But, is there yeah. lactose in that beer? There is. There's lactose. Crazy. I, I mean, know. you can't, You like, uh, Dom, you're drinking a, a, a craft beer tonight, but it's like the price on those things, eh, sometimes you just, I got a six pack for five ninety nine. I'm drinking Budweiser. It's no, just, you're right. It's Some of the it. prices on it was crazy. We that last place we went to on your birthday, Dom. It, I really like that one. I don't even know what it was called. It was some of the lightning, and I got a crawler which was in a glass jar instead of like a big can. But it was it was like seventeen. It was it was fourteen or fifteen ninety nine is what it was, and and I got what two and a half beers out of it. I was like, really? Yeah, yeah I mean, it's like a four pack. You know what you typically buy for most. You get a thirty pack of Bush for a or a four pack <laughs> of craft beer, <laughs> or or like I, every time I go to Benny's, I go to the you know you got to go to the front, or you go to the side, or you go to like the special spot. You got to ask the guy, you got any uh, hot butchers? Like yeah, I got these three ca- these three different ones left, and I'm like each one of them sixteen ninety nine, seventeen ninety nine, and then you got one, in, and he's like I only got one of this left. How much is that? Twenty four ninety nine. Uh, uh, I'm good. <laughs> I'm gonna go <laughs> look over here. Uh, you know, I do really like them, and they're very, very good. It's just like, eh. and then you look at every can. Every can's got the same three hops: mosaic and you know, Alvarado or something like that. And and one other thing, I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. Well, hey, Budweiser's hops are from uh, South Africa. There's only two other or three other people that uh, are allowed to take the hops out of South Africa. So yeah, there you go. You can't get more craft than that. Absolutely, absolutely. I would love to see like a Budweiser before they dilute it. You know how it tastes. Yeah. You know what percent it is before they dilute it. So that'd be kind of same with Miller Lite or whatever. So, all right. Uh, any final thoughts, Max? Before we wrap it up. No. It's time to go to bed, guys. Awesome, Maddie. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right. As always, everyone, the three people, thank you for listening. Australia, I don't know if this week's your turn to listen. Um, if you did, thanks. As always, guys, continue to stay safe and stay classy. Chicago baseball.